This is a production of Cornell University. Welcome to Cornell University's Sustainable Lawn Care Podcast, your connection to the latest research-based lawn care information, brought to you by Cornell University's Turfgrass Program, part of the New York State College of Agricultural and Life Sciences at Cornell University. The Cornell Turfgrass Program is committed to providing sustainable lawn care advice, and we define sustainability as meeting the needs of today's generation without compromising the needs of future generations. My name is Frank Rossi. I'm the Associate Professor of Turfgrass Science in the Department of Horticulture here at Cornell University, and the following sustainable tip focuses on watering your lawn. Now, active lawn growth traps carbon. The more we can take carbon out of the atmosphere, with actively growing plants, the less of an impact the carbon we emit through the burning of fossil fuels um, will impact the climate. Now we know that climate is changing in many parts of the northern United States and throughout the world, but specifically with an increase in a number of heavy rainfall events. So we'll be getting smaller, no, smaller number of rainfall events, but when the rain comes, it's going to be intense. Now, that means that the soil doesn't always get that water. A lot of that water comes down so fast and heavy, it will run off and not supply the soil reservoir that will then feed your lawn for active growth. Now, in the absence of watering, summer months generally tend to be on the dry side and not supply adequate rainfall. And then to keep your lawn actively growing, you can supplement with lawn watering or irrigation. Now, if you don't irrigate, the plants will go naturally dormant, and this is uh, you know, a perfectly acceptable way of managing your lawn. In many ways, what we often say is it's generally better for the lawn health to not water at all than to water inappropriately. But from a sustainable perspective, the question remains, if we keep the turf actively growing through irrigation and it traps more carbon, does that offset the impact that emissions from irrigating the lawn might have. Now, let's talk about how to do this. Certainly, precise lawn watering begins with how much water you need. And the best way to do that is by monitoring something called evapotranspiration. It is a combination of two words, evaporation of water from the soil surface and transpiration of water loss through a plant. Water is constantly moving through grass plants like a cooling system to keep the plants cool when temperatures get high. And we have ways of monitoring how much water gets lost from your lawn. And you can access a lot of this data on the internet by uh, Googling evapotranspiration. A lot of weather stations in your area can have how much water gets lost. So that's where you should start, how much water the plants are losing. And during the summer months, June, July, and August, when solar radiation or the sun is the, at the highest in the sky, we tend to lose the most water. About an inch to an inch and a quarter of water is lost per week. Now, there's also water stored in the soil. Now, you can't always rely on that, as I said, because you don't know, you know, you got to figure out how much soil, how much water your soil can hold. Sandier soils tend to not hold as much. Clay soils tend to hold more. Now, we want you to supply about 60 to 80 percent of the water that gets lost to ET. So say you lost an inch of water for the week, you didn't get any rainfall that week. You'd need to put on between six and eight tenths of an inch of water um, 
back to your lawn, and that's best done in the early morning hours, between the hours of 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. So it's really important to keep track of your rainfall so that you don't you know if you, you have to supply all that water or not. Now, how do you know how much your system supplies? Well, the best way to do it is to put little cans out on your lawn, run your sprinkler system for a little while, check the amount of water in those cans, check the amount of time you have the irrigation system on for, and you will see exactly how much water your system puts out. And if that's always a good time also to check out how uniform your application is because sometimes one sprinkler is not working as good as another and you can't see how much water, you, you know, you might be getting a wet spot in one area and a dry spot in another area. So it's always good to check the accuracy of your system. And, of course, never apply water faster with your irrigation system than your soil can take it. Just like a heavy downpour, you can get runoff, you can get runoff from your sprinkler system as well. So, in summary, good lawn growth through the summer months can trap carbon from the atmosphere, which could have a major benefit to enhancing the climate. Monitor evapotranspiration, how much water gets lost every week, and then work to supply 60 to 80 percent of that water back if you don't get rainfall. Check your soil for the amount of moisture in that soil by feeling it and seeing if it's feeling if it's moist up at the surface where the grass roots are going. And, of course, Check your system to make sure when you do decide to apply water that you apply it in an efficient and an effective manner. Thank you for joining me this week for Cornell University's Sustainable Lawn Podcast, your connection to the latest research-based lawn care information. I'm Frank Rossi, Associate Professor of Turfgrass Science in the Department of Horticulture here at Cornell University. This has been a production of Cornell University on the web at cornell.edu.